another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today, I bring you episode number 43. And I've got another special guest with me. She's a young lady who has, um, well, shall we say her, because this, I'm going to completely get off topic here, but her, uh, the reason I brought her in is because she, out of all of my clients, hers is the best story to tell in regards to a change in mindset. And I think she'll be the first to acknowledge that. Um, and it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that she embraced and has taken on weight training and, and changed her body composition and stuff like that. But before I get into that, I'll introduce her, and that's Emily Keslake. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. So obviously, I wanted to get you in because, you know, how long have you been training with me now? Uh, a year and three months. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Okay, so 13 months. No, 15 months. Excuse me. <laughs> Personal trainer. Can't add up, as you know. Um... So obviously, when you when you first came to me, and please correct me if I'm wrong in saying this, you know, um, your mood, your personality, uh, maybe there was a bit of a chip on your shoulder, more negative in terms of things, didn't like people, didn't like the world, all that sort of jazz. Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, pretty fair assessment. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. So and then okay, jumping forward, talk about your mindset now. How do you feel? How do you look at things? How do you embrace life, etc.? Definitely, that was probably the biggest change, not only like obviously physically, but my mindset and just the way I look at things now is just completely different. I'm definitely in a lot better headspace. Um, I'm not the first to be so negative. <laughs> um, but it's just looking at things could always be worse. And before, obviously, training with you and the team mm. I was in a pretty bad space like not being happy pretty shut off didn't really let anyone in mm. I think you would definitely know that I didn't <laughs> say much about anything or let anyone in to be honest but um yeah no, it's definitely been one of my biggest changes is my my mindset over anything cool 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 so what what would be what was the catalyst for you then was there a moment was there um, a point in, in life where you just went, you know what, well, I've got to do something about this or was it just uh, an evolution of a number of circumstances? Just a number of things. Obviously going through, like I, when I joined um, Comp Prep, I went through the, a breakup in that yep. um, and everything else. And I guess the hardest part was being in Comp Prep I didn't have food or I didn't have alcohol or anything else to go to. Like mm. it was me and my mind and training and that was it. Mm. And yeah, I just don't think I would have been able to get through obviously comp prep and everything else that I was dealing with um, without training or without you and the team that you've created. Yeah, okay, oh, I appreciate that. Um, so, Talk about weight training then. Talk about the influence of weight training um, on you and how much of a part of your life it is for you now. It's not a, I have to go to the gym anymore. Yep. Like, it's a, I want to go to the gym. Like, I need to go to the gym to feel good. Like, not mm. in a, I uh, look like my looks, like, just in my mindset. Like, it's just a way of releasing. Like, obviously, with work, work's pretty full on, mm. but um, so is anyone's. But it's just where everyone has their one thing that they do, and mine's now just training. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, well, that's a good point you raised. You, you, because you work in a very high stress environment. Um, I won't name business, but um, it's heavily customer service focused, and obviously you've just gotten through the whole COVID period. 
which was incredibly stressful and all the toilet paper rubbish and all that jazz. So did you find um, that weight training in particular, just getting to the gym was a good release for those, those that, for that period in particular? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, like I said, it was just a release. I honestly don't think, if I had had training, I probably would have ended up headbutting someone. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and going through that as well, I think made me realize and I saw how bad, I guess the human race was, Yeah. um, but also saw the good in so many people too. Um, and I'm just, yeah, I think going through COVID made me realize a lot more of how bad the human race was and how I then didn't want to be so negative with that as well. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so do you, so, you know, everyone's human, so we all have our bad days. So when you have a bad day, do you still rely on the gym or is there any other, is there any other stuff that you do to help with the bad days with just, you know, do you have a routine in the morning? Do you, is there anything else that you do to remain as positive as you do for longer? Um, I let myself have bad days. Like anyone that says that they're positive a hundred percent of the time mm. is lying to themselves and everyone else. Yep. Um, I let the, I let myself have bad days, but I don't make a bad day a bad week anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't make a bad week an excuse to not go train or mm. not go do anything. But if I do have a bad day, it's more just not saying anything. So yeah. I'll now just go quiet instead of just voicing everything that's on my mind. Yeah, okay. So I'll just inner thoughts for a period of time. and yeah, yeah, and just to let myself deal with, obviously, the bad days that you have in mm. the process um but jay shetty podcasts i can't rate enough okay um it's definitely something that helped me get through the 40 minutes of cardio that i had to do on the cross trainer and conference <laughs> <laughs> but he is like the way that he talks about life and the way that he talks about where he's come from yep. it's definitely something i can relate to in bad times but also like how much of a change he's made yeah, okay. And he points out that like everyone wants the end result, but no one actually wants the process in between. That's a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. What about, um, I know you're a motorcycle enthusiast. Do you use that as a bit of an outlet as well? Yes. Yeah. I definitely love on a bad day jumping on my bike yep. and just not knowing where I'm going. And yeah, cool. not planning it and just seeing where the road takes me. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, now, obviously, at the moment, you've got a, a significant injury and you're going to have to get some surgery done on your shoulder. Talk us through the moment when you were told that and then, obviously, um, the, the flow-on effect of can you train, can you keep up your routine, all those sorts of things. Um, when I got told, I was gutted, obviously, because there's still, like, I'm planning to prep in 2022, season yep. A. Um, and then, I don't know, I was... I was just gutted and I probably had a fair few down days and then I realised like it's just another hurdle, it's just another hurdle to overcome, mm. like at least it's not, I can't train at all, like I still train legs as much as I hate training legs every day because <laughs> I walk like a baby giraffe most days, um, but it's definitely not an excuse to stop training, mm. um, it's definitely helped, like, but again, I let myself have more rest days than what I normally do, but yep. that's because I am only training mainly one body part. Yes. And rest is just important as training. It is, absolutely. Good point. 
Um, and, and I spoke to you just before we started this about how you can easily use something like this as an excuse. I mean, you've got a significant injury, you know, you, you're getting, is it reconstruction? No. No. It's what are just, they doing? I find out fully on Tuesday of what happened, but right. they have to reattach the ligament to the bone. Okay. Well, it's decent surgery yeah. nonetheless. So, you know, something like that could certainly give someone a reason to stop training altogether. Even though they're fully able from, you know, the chest down or whatever the case may be, um, the fact that you still turn up to the gym and put in is, is very commendable. Um, and it'll do you, you know, from my professional opinion, it'll do you the world of good come rehab time. And then obviously beyond that, when you're ready to smash the upper body again, you'll be in good nick to do so. So that's really cool. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, the, the, the whole misconception in the industry about females weight training and getting bulky and all that sort of stuff. I, I still get it to this day when I get a new client in. It's no disrespect to them because they know no better, but there's just that, that stigma where a female thinks if they start lifting weight, they're going to get massive. Give me your take on that. Um, this one I find funny yeah. um, more than anything because the amount of people that come to me in the gym and go, oh, how much cardio do you do? And I'm like, no, <laughs> this body is not built for cardio. <laughs> um, and they're like, oh, what? And they get so confused. And it's never crossed my mind once of getting bulky or looking manly. Yeah. Um, you've got to eat a tremendous amount to gain that muscle muscle, to even look manly to begin with. Exactly, yes. Um, you're not going to start training weights and become huge in the matter of, eight weeks no. um, but yeah it is a massive misconception and the biggest thing that I ask them is well do I look bulky or do I look manly mm. and it's like oh no and it's like well I train weights every day I don't do any cardio whatsoever yeah. and I eat well, a shitload of food yeah yeah and you're on like, decent numbers aren't yeah. you yeah and it is it's a massive misconception but you don't have to be a rocket scientist to work it out that you have to eat a huge amount of food mm. to put on size. Yeah, that's right. We got to fuel it, haven't we? It's like mm. fuel in a car. You got to give it quality food and and lots of it too, and yeah. then support that with training. Absolutely. Um, what's give us like as an example so people can understand? But give us some of your stronger numbers in terms of your lifts at the moment. Well, obviously, you're hindered with your shoulder, but prior to that, like um, what was, what was, what's your best hip thrust, leg press? Hip thrust was. 210 yeah, um, right. for 15, I think I got. Yep. Um, leg press was 200 for 26. Yep. Um, bench, I think, was 40 for 12. There you go. Um, and I'm sitting across from you now, and you're not massive by any means. No. I mean, that was all due respect. <laughs> Damn like, it. Oh, no. But, like, you know, like they're decent numbers. Hip thrust and 220 is a, the damn good number to be <laughs> moving around, and yet you're, you know, you, Plus, in the street, you look a normal person. So, you know, it, it's. I think it's going to be an ongoing educational process for the community to understand that females, if they lift weight, they're not going to get massive unless they train and eat to that goal. Yeah. And not a lot of them want to do that. So don't do that, but still lift weight. Like you said, you don't do any cardio. There's no cardio involved in this at all. And yet you maintain your weight, eat heaps of food, and you look really good. So it's, um, it's a no-brainer, really, but... Again, it's the stigma and the misconception. Sure is. Um, okay, so going back to the mindset thing. So obviously now you're in a really comfortable place, even with the injury you've got, you've still overcome that and you're still staying in a pretty positive headspace. What's 
what's some advice you could give to anyone out there that is struggling at the moment with you know it could be anything um but it just their, their mindset is very negative it's it's quite down slightly depressed sad a lot of the time why me why me world's on the shoulders all that sort of stuff what's the the advice you could give based on your own experiences to sort of help them or point them in a direction of of something to overcome it just finding something for you i guess and something that you want to do for I guess to better yourself, but also you attract what you attract. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely in the last year cut off a lot of people that didn't really make any positive to my life. Mm. And I guess if you're around negativity all the time, then it creates it. Um, but definitely training is number one. Yeah. Like, um, like I said, the physical change is great, but at the end of the day, my mindset is different and that's because you have an outlet. Um, but also opening up to people when, I still find this hard, I still struggle with it. Yep. Um, but talking to people, like not shutting it off. Mm. But if you think the world's against you, you're gonna have this mentality that it is. And listen to podcasts. Like, like I said, Jay Shetty was great in mind for mindset and changing and looking at the different aspects of life, yep. I guess. Cool. Um, just going on the point you raised there, talk about um, when you walk into the gym versus when you walk out of the gym. And, and I know obviously the physical side of things, you're quite depleted, but in terms of your mind, how you feel mentally, the endorphins, just give us a, a brief overview of that feeling. So I know the difference between when I train and when I don't. I know when I train, my day has just started great. No matter whether it's a fantastic session or whether it's just a blase session, because yep. we all have them, yep. um, I still feel better. Mm. And as much as rest days are important, they also do suck because all I want to do is go to the gym <laughs> um, and have an outlet. Yeah. But it's also finding something else to have an outlet of if it's just sitting in bed and just chilling out, yeah. like zoning out from the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I can definitely tell the difference of when I train of a morning and when yeah, I don't. Yeah, unreal. Fantastic. Oh, thank you, Emily. I think we've covered everything. It's, it's um, as I said at the start, like knowing who you were when you first approached me to train and, and I take no um, uh, responsibility for how you've done this because you've done this on your own um, to who you are now. It's almost two different people. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you say that you don't have anything to do with it, but you and the team do and I will forever be grateful for that for oh. the fact that it has it's completely changed me as a person and now I've I have people in my life that make me level up and that make me challenge myself and yeah when I don't feel like going to the gym I know I have five girls that the chances are one of them is going to come with me yeah. Um, yeah. I have girls that come to the gym that just walk around and stack a machine for me like, <laughs> that shows a lot about them as human beings absolutely as well. that's actually true i got that photo on my gym wall of you girls at the i think it was the mini pub or something and i posted about it and i, I, I had a moment where i thought you know what that's that's pretty cool because prior to coming here none of you knew each other but you all share a common interest in going to the gym and training and yeah. now you're all great mates and i think that's pretty cool it's very cool all right well thank you very much um Final question, as I ask all guests, is who would you invite to dinner? So this is obviously sort of depicted about your personality. Who would you like to have a chat with? Could be alive or dead, male, female, could be, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing Jay Shetty might be one of these answers, but 
um, you know, inspirational, could be a celebrity, a sports person, whoever. So there would be two. There'd definitely be Jay Shetty. Yep. Um, but then there's Hattie Boydle too. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Cool. She is... She's pretty cool. Yeah. And she, I do follow her. And yeah, she's pretty she smart. She is, though. yeah, inspirational of what she posts and she, she, how her own fitness journey, um, I guess she was on the other aspect of um, being anorexic and then yep. coming to where she is now. Yeah. Um, but it shows massive... Oh, yeah, that would definitely be my two. That shows big commitment too, mm. doesn't it? Like, a lot of discipline to get from an eating disorder background to a, being a world champion bodybuilder. Correct. Like, it's just incredible. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. And she's incredibly smart too. Very, very smart individual. Good one. Cool. Oh, thank you very much. Really appreciate you giving up your time and being so open and transparent about your, um, your journey. Um, I'm hoping people can listen to this and take some notes from it and potentially better their own situation which is why we do these podcasts in the first place um, so if um, everyone has enjoyed this podcast please share it uh, put it on your stories tag myself Paul's Body Engineering Emma are you public on your Insta store, Instagram? Yes. yes what's your Instagram handle? Uh, E-double-M Keslake Keslake K-E-S-L-A-K-E correct <laughs> got that one right <laughs> I can spell I just can't count um, but that's it thank you very much please subscribe as always and as I say to every client Every single day, have a great day.